0: <laughs> a football madman directing a sideshow. Yeah, I'd say that's a uh, say that's an accurate representation of myself.
1: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I've been a little disappointed in myself today in this show because uh, I thought that we really prided ourselves on having every single Mike Leach audio and video clip in our uh, library for the show, and that we've at least played it ten times. You know. Uh I've seen so many different uh, video clips, audio clips on the internet today that I've never seen before, including the one that made me laugh the most earlier today, Mike Leach doing a belly flop off the diving board in front of his uh, team at Washington State.
0: Uh, So great. (laughs) I didn't see that. Yeah, that's great. great. It's great. I'm sure there's an accompanying video on YouTube of that. Uh, or not YouTube but uh Twitter. It
1: shows him so. uh, swimming over to the diving board which him swimming looks exactly like you think it would and then the belly flop <laughs> off the diving board is just great man it's it's awesome but yeah um, what, a, what a what a day man but it it, it is cool to see everyone just uh, really taking an entire day to celebrate his his legacy and yeah. what he's meant to this sport and if you if you questioned at all what he meant to this sport all you got to do is look around today because a lot of people are ready and willing to tell you how much he's meant to college football
0: there's no doubt I uh, he's um he he's an enigma man um I'm a bit sidetracked because here comes the belly flop. He's over on the diving board. What a physique. He's got – oh, and he launched. (laughs) Wow. You found it that quick? You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is pretty good. Uh, Not a – not a – not as bad of a physique as I expected, you know?
1: Yeah. He just wears those long T-shirts to hide the uh, decent shape that he was actually in.
0: Oh, yeah. Just – it's obviously tough, and you know, and I said this yesterday, and I I still kind of feel the same way. I, I love all the Leach stories. I think they're hilarious. I think he's in a in a business that is dominated by very very serious people. He he was able to flourish doing things his own way. Uh, a truly a unique character. But I, I just don't want it to like diminish what he. Like, whenever it comes to the football part of it, yeah. Like, I don't want it to diminish like how important he's been, uh, you know, to the game over the last twenty years. It's incredible. I right? I mean it just the the amount of of quarterbacks that have you know whether directly under him or through his you know sphere of influence uh, through coaches and former players that are now coaches the amount of of quarterbacks that have benefited from like his teachings and his system is just it's incredible it's it's really something to behold i mean i don't know that anyone else has, has done anything quite like it i mean maybe you could say like the Bill Walsh West Coast offense in the NFL uh, would be something similar. It's just – it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Now, it is. What did you text me this morning, by the way? Who, What quarterbacks did he get in his first recruiting class oh. at OU? That was, yeah, a, that was, was a nice stat.
0: I was listening to Coach Stoops on with Toby, and he was talking about their first recruiting class and the quarterbacks that they, they brought in. and. They brought in Josh Heupel, um, uh Nate Hibble, and Jason White were first three, were their first three guys in that signing class.
1: So he brought in three yeah. QBs in that first signing class, national champ and a Heisman runner up, a Rose Bowl MVP, and then a Heisman winner, and then another Heisman finalist the year after that. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. So. um And
1: let's not act I like, know. you know, is like a quarterback factory now. OU is still, you know, very easy to recruit high-level quarterbacks to. That was not the case when Mike Leach and that staff walked through the door in 1998. A little bit different well, time.
0: Well, I mean, come on. I, I love Heupel and everything, but Leach got him from Snow Junior College <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Right? It, yep. It's it's um, it's pretty incredible, so the rest is history, and there's a guy, you know, just another head coach, another one of his quarterbacks that, you know, has gone on to be not just a head coach, but a very successful uh, head coach, and there's a bunch of them out there that have done some really impressive things, so it's awesome, and I'm sure we'll be, be sharing some more stories. Coach Stoops will join us. Uh, hopefully next segment and talk a bit about it. I know it's been really difficult on him, um, so hopefully we can uh, get a couple of words and and uh, and maybe not make too much of it there with Coach Stoops. Yeah, but, may- you know, maybe
1: I, you know I was kind of thinking to you know plan out that segment live on the show. Um, maybe like more celebrate the life of Mike Leach with Coach Stoops you know, and and talk about how we yep. got him here to Norman and kind of how all that, um, how all that happened. I, I think that that might be a fun way to go about things.
0: Yeah. Yep, for sure. And I, I am yep.
1: really interested to see, because I'm sure they're going to do something, and maybe it's just a um, helmet or a sticker on the back of their helmet. Um, you can't really – I mean, I guess you could do something on the field, but you don't play a home game until September next year. I'm interested to see how OU honors Mike Leach. I would guess that they do something. Again, maybe it's just a sticker on the back of the helmet uh, during the bowl game, but I am interested in in what the text line thinks would be a great way for OU to honor Mike Leach. 405-651-3439. Anything come to mind for you?
0: No, but think about that for a second because this struck me earlier today. Think about Mike Leach was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. For one year in 1999. They went seven and five. one year. And think about the mark he left here where we still talk about him like he was the offensive coordinator under I Coach know. Stoops for 15 years, it's true. You know, he was here one year, and we went seven and five. But that's how big of an impression that he made on this place. It's just – it's incredible.
1: I know, man. It is – incredible. he's he's had the shortest tenure of maybe any OC in program history, but we talk about him more than maybe any OC in, in OU history. I mean, outside mm-hmm. of maybe one or two. But that's, that's the type – like, that all goes back to what we've already talked about, right, is – Just kind of how, you know, what kind of person he was. I I don't think that's an OU thing. I think that's an any school thing. If he was there for one year, he was going to have a lasting impact there forever.
0: Yep. For sure.
1: Because it kind of feels like, um, yeah, he was just here one year, but today feels like you lost one of your own. Even though Mike Leach coached college football for several years and a very, very small part of his coaching career was here in Norman, Oklahoma. Still, you kind of feel it today, like, dang, you you lost one of your guys today.
0: Yep. Yep. And uh you know, we'll we'll continue to to touch on it throughout the day, obviously, as as we come across new stories and and new sound bites and and obviously Coach Stoops will speak on it and who knows what else we may have throughout the day. But you know, we've also got we got, some, we got some news out there, Tyler. We made some uh, some recruiting waves last night. How about this?
1: Yeah. Huh? Uh, are you ready to get excited now? Because you were a fan yesterday, and you didn't want to talk about it. You didn't want to get your hopes up. You just didn't want to get let down, and Deshaun mm-hmm. McCullough goes somewhere else. Well, he's committed to OU, along with his little brother, four-star safety, so can you yeah. finally now start getting excited about the possibilities of him being your starting cheetah next year?
0: Heck yeah, we'll start talking about it as soon as the ink hits the paper and oh, he's on camp. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's um, I think it's big time. Uh, just to add a player of that skill level who's already played and played at a high level. Um, the the position versatility that he has. I'm just anxious to see what University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables does with him because the options, Tyler, are limitless.
1: Well, when you got elite size, elite athleticism, and a proven track yeah. record at this level, I would say that, yeah, you could probably do a lot of things with him.
0: Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to see the uh, – we're still number one in the transfer portal, right?
1: Uh, by a decent little margin right now over Arkansas. Three commits. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's big. And I know we've got plenty other that we're in on. I heard Steely firing the list at Parker Thune uh, earlier, trying to see if we've got a shot at some of these guys or no, and felt like pretty much everyone that he threw out there, they still had a shot at. So uh, fascinating stuff. I expect it to, to continue to get better. Now – we will not end up number one um in oh. the transfer portal. How do you rankings. know?
1: How do you know they're not gonna end up number because,
0: one because because the way that it's gonna be weighted like who's the top quarterback transfer right now?
1: Uh the Devin Leary kid, I believe. That's like, who it is. So
0: wherever like whoever gets like the the best quarterback is going to win the recruiting portal. No,
1: no, I, I agree. And, and, and when, you, when you're talking about other um, non-quarterback, you know, like Marshawn Lloyd brought him up last segment. It's, you know, yeah. guys that are, you know, with good programs but not elite programs. We're starting to see them say, hey, I just had a good year. I'm going to hop in the portal, maybe make some more money, and go to a more high-profile program. Well, he's not going to go from South Carolina to Cal, he's going to go from South Carolina to Georgia or Ohio state or somewhere like that. So I'm sure the, I'm sure the more dominant programs are still going to, uh, win out in situations like this.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll see how it all filters out, where it all lands. But, uh, as of right now, university of Oklahoma in a good position and, So, tell me about the Tassili Akana situation. Some uh, crystal Crystal balls.
1: balls. Two balls have dropped for uh, Tassili Akana today. He's been phoned to OU. Yes, top 100 player. There's been reasons uh, for a while now to feel good about Akana to OU. Really, I don't think a whole lot of things have led you to believe recently that he wasn't going to pick OU. But this is just kind of, all right, it's eight days before the first signing day. Crystal balls are rolling in. It kind of feels like, yeah, it's it could be happening very soon here.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: they got some momentum right now on the recruiting trail. At least that's how it feels to me.
0: Right. No, and that's a good thing. Um, you want momentum. It's late. Late momentum is really, really good. Early momentum is interesting, but the pressure's there to hang on to it. Whenever you get momentum late. It, uh, it typically feels quite a bit better. So, man, I'm, I'm, uh, we're in a good place defensively with recruits right now. You know, still feel good. I'm guessing about the Peyton Bowen situation, right? Yes, yes. We feel good about the, the Cecilia Conda situation with yes. some crystal balls now and that. It, you know, we've already got a five star edge player in Atabaray. Um, Vickers, one of the higher ranked safeties out there in the country. Right? Defensively, it's been a it's been a haul this year defensively. Which, you know, is is awesome. It's just it's rare, right? We've seen typically we'll have a bunch of skilled guys up at the top and then the rest is just kind of Especially after a six and in. six
1: season. It hasn't been the easiest season to sell, you know? So that's Yeah. I guess if, if you want to call this recruiting effort even more impressive because of the season, then I, I think that that's fair. All right. Hey, um, keep texting in, like, ideas for OU to honor Mike Leach. Several of you. You sent a ton in already. We're going to get to uh, Coach Stoops coming up next segment, and then the segment after we'll get to more of your ideas, 405 651 But I'm uh, excited to hear from Coach Stoops coming up next. Should be really good.
0: Yep. Yep, quick timeout here. I'm at the Falls at Brookhaven today in Norman. Uh, new apartment complex over here on the west side, right off of Rock Creek. Quick, easy access to the best dining and shopping in all of Norman. Uh, brand new. They've got tons of different floor plans. Give them a call. Come by and check this place out. 405-701-8233.
1: He joins us every single Tuesday at 3.20. He's Coach Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. Coach, thank you uh, so much for joining us on what I'm sure has been a very tough day. What have just uh, been your emotions as you heard the tough news this morning?
2: Yeah, it's a hard day, a hard weekend, really. you just uh, Your heart sinks, uh, you know, the, even a few days ago when this all happened. And then, you know, to hear, you know, the, the news today just – yeah, heartbroken. All of us are who knew Mike well, and uh, I know Sooner Nation loves him. And uh, yeah, it's just really difficult, really, uh, really challenging. Uh, everybody, continue to pray for Sharon and his and his children for sure.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been tough, but man, it's so interesting hearing all the great stories from. Got the amount of people that he affected uh, at all of his different stops. Um, and I heard you a little bit on with Toby this morning, you know, talking about the decision to bring him in. Uh, walk us through that a little bit. Obviously, you were defensive coordinator at Florida. Going up against those Kentucky offenses was was always difficult. Um, you know, even with some of the personnel that they had, they always made things incredibly tough. And that was kind of the genesis of, of getting Leach here. How did that whole situation develop?
2: Well, yeah, I, I just had been at Florida the previous year's uh, before OU hired me and the coordinator at Florida, what the team I had the most challenging time with and hardest time with was Kentucky with Hal Mummy and Mike Leach running the offense and drove me crazy. I, I, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, just their schemes and concepts. And then you look, wasn't just us. Uh, you looked at the, at the top of most ca- offensive categories, there was Kentucky and that, Coach Spurrier with Florida as well, but Kentucky was up there at the t- most of the, you know, uh, right up there with the, in about every category other than maybe rushing the football. You know, they threw it around as well as anybody. And and so I thought, well, why not? If it works at Kentucky, why not bring it to Oklahoma? Surely it'll work here too. And sure enough, it did. So I, I got on the phone with Mike and we started talking and I offered him the job and he wanted the job and, uh, you know, and, from then on we didn't really know each other. I I had remember saying hello to him before our games uh once in a while, but that was about it. You know, we never had run into each other before. But uh you know, so we were you know, I was I was lucky, I made a great hire there and we he came with us and the rest is history and within a year Texas Tech hires him as their head coach.
1: With that being said, you said uh, you two didn't know each other that well before. You knew what he was as a football coach. Did you know what kind of character he was before that first uh, phone call to interview him as the OC?
2: No, not at all, and um, and I didn't know what kind of coach he was because you know at that time I knew how Mummy was calling was calling the place. So I asked how We got I got on the phone with him and said, "Look, what can." Mike Leach, do what you guys are doing there. Can he bring that here and be the guy to call the plays and be in front of the offense? And he didn't hesitate. He said, absolutely. And, uh, you know, so... And then once Mike was here, it didn't take long to realize the unique personality and just how cerebral and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, fun he was to visit with. And, uh, you know, it, it was special. And, I mean, I'd first one at a time, dying to go home. It's 11 at night. It's late at night. You know how his coaches hang around the office and watching film, and and I'm like, and I get stuck in a conversation about Geronimo from 11 to midnight. (laughs) And uh, so, I mean, he had a big framed picture of Geronimo in his office all the time. And uh, so I I got a full lecture on Geronimo that hour. But, uh, you know, and it's funny, we all, as buddies of his, talk about it but you know you decide whether you're going to answer the phone at midnight or not because you know if you answer it you're going to get off at 2 a.m you're not getting off any short conversation you know and and none of it was about football so uh we're going to all miss them no doubt
0: that's so awesome you know i i was talking to tyler in the previous segment you know it's interesting you know you guys you didn't know each other personally before you hired him at oklahoma and he came here he was here one year and then obviously left and went to Texas Tech. Um, I, it's, it's shocking, like, the, the impact that he had on this community in one year. I, people still talk about him like he was here, you know, 15 years, and I, I thought that was it's interesting. And then how was your relationship? It seems like you guys uh, have maintained a close relationship and you were opponents way more than you ever coached together.
2: Oh yeah, no, no. We were you know, you when you're on that first staff, you got an incredible bond. You know, we were all together for a good period of time when without our families here, without our wives here, you know, we're like in this little fraternity when we first got here and we didn't know anyone else in the community but our but us. So that, that you know, and then from then, yeah, Mike and I always found time to get together, whether it be at a coaches' conventions or the College Hall of Fame, whatever it was. We'd, we'd find each other, hang out for a while. He'd call me, like I said, just out of the blue at midnight, you know, once in a while and sit up and talk for a couple hours. And Anyhow, no, we re- we maintained a very close relationship. And even though he was a competitor at Tech or wherever, I, you know, you still love the guy that helped you get started here. And hey, football is football. There's always going to be someone on the other side. And, uh, you know, so we always had some damn good matches. And, and you know, uh, but, you know, but we always were very close, very, very good friends, very close friends. And, our, and, and Sharon is as well with Carol. So it's, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all saddened by this.
1: Here's something for you, Teddy. The 1998 OU offense averaged 16 points per game. The 1999 mm-hmm. OU offense with Mike Leach, 35 points per game, a 19 points per game difference from 98 to 99. So with that, Bob, um, how much I, – I know that he wasn't on the staff in 2000, but how much credit does Mike Leach deserve for that 2000 national championship, seeing as he kind of really got the offense off the ground and – put it in a position where it could really help win a national championship in 2000. Is that fair to say?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I've always considered and people that really don't know believe he was on the staff. I mean, I've always considered him part of the staff in 2000 because we still ran that offense and still had the same play calls, still had, you know, same verbiage, uh, everything. And, uh, now, you know coach Mangino and chuck long might have added a few more wrinkles running football but not not a ton i mean there is probably 90% of what we did was what we were doing with mike i mean i still remember quentin griffin's touchdown the only touchdown in the national championship was called 30 base and and that was mike's that was one of mike's few running plays so um no I've always felt that Mike was a part of the national championship just because of him getting us all started you know uh you know in 99 and you know so uh you know there was a lot of and and the quarterbacks I mean he got Josh Heupel here he got Jason White here he got Nate Hibble here they all came because of uh Mike Leach and, and our offense and what we were going to do
0: yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a, a first three, uh, quarterback wise, and it didn't stop there. Heck, it's never stopped. Uh, the amount no, of
2: that's exactly great right. quarterback that's
0: play exactly right. and and influence in the league. I mean, there was a time, coach, whenever, you know, people in the NFL or you know around the NFL looked at the air raid and kind of turned their nose up at it. Well, you know, there's pieces of that offense you can see it on Monday night football, every single game on Sunday, every game on Saturday. I right, that, that offense really transitioned the the modern era and, of what and, we see right now.
2: And especially through Texas high school football. And yeah. and it's spread across the country now. But you're right. Look at the look at the Heisman voting this year. You got you got uh Lincoln Riley influenced by largely by Mike Leach. You got uh um you got um uh, Sonny Dykes is work, you know, mm-hmm. comes up under worked under Mike Leach, Josh Heupel, uh, you know, with Hooker at Tennessee. Yeah. His influence, I mean, it goes on and on. Look at guys like uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Dana Holgerson. I mean, you could just keep naming them. There now, everybody has their slight wrinkles. Like Dana got to where he, you know, and you know, put a little more run game with it and a stronger run attack to go with a lot of air raid principles as Lincoln did here, uh, developed more run game around, you know, the air raid principles. And so everybody's had their little twist with it, but a lot of the principles are still there. Heck, up, you know, up until a year ago, we've continued to run five, six, a handful of plays that are still from two, from 99, you know, that, that we, we continue to, to, to run. So Mike had a had an incredible influence on the game at all levels.
0: Yep, fantastic stuff, coach. Um what, no, one more thing. difficult? One oh, more okay. Thing. Yeah.
1: Well, it's actually a trivia question for you to to end on a happy note here. Um Teddy, can you tell me which Stoop's brother has a birthday today?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: You don't know? This obviously means you have texted him today. Oh, that's not good.
0: Uh, no, I don't. Whose birthday is it? Is it Coach Stoops, it, your birthday today? It's Mike's. It's Mike's. Mike's. Okay. Yeah, you probably need to yeah, text him and that. let him
2: know happy birthday. Jeez. I won't let him know that you didn't know, Teddy. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. Tell him <laughs> just tell him that it's first thing I said whenever you, you came on the show today it was tell Mike happy <laughs> well, birthday. <laughs>
2: I'll let him know and well, please uh people out in the audience continue to pray for Sharon and their children. It's a tough day.
0: Coach, we appreciate you stopping by. We uh we'll talk to you soon.
2: All
0: right, good to be with you guys. Bye now.
2: See you. There
1: you go. You you didn't know it was Mike's birthday? Man.
0: How would I know that?
1: I, how would I know that? I saw it today.
0: I don't know. Do, do you You're like – Is defensive um,
1: coordinator? Yeah, I, how I saw it is – uh, you enter
0: all these names into your calendar and it pops up <laughs> on you or something? Or? Have
1: you seen that thing on my desk uh, in here? No, I did not. I saw his wife uh, – have a happy birthday post. So
0: ah, my one okay. goal
1: to – well, I had a few goals today, but my biggest goal today was to hopefully bring that up on air with Coach Stoops and you not know that it was Mike's birthday. So yeah, my biggest goal Coach, today is uh, it's fulfilled.
0: You think, uh, you think Coach knew? You think that was a reminder for him to give Mike a call <laughs> today?
1: I, that, that <laughs> I would hope so.
0: <laughs> you never know. All right, good stuff there from Coach. We'll hit a quick timeout here. Keep hitting us on the text line, 6-5. A
1: pirate ship. It looks like the horses are pulling a pirate ship in the back.
0: There we go. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Got a
1: few weeks sure. to make that happen. I tweeted out today, my idea is first play of the game to not only run out in the ninja formation, but to call a play in the ninja formation. Because um, – for whatever reason, I am under the belief that, one, it would be a great tribute to Coach Leach to run the Ninja formation. I don't know if there's one single thing, like, uh, offensively, that reminds OU fans more of Mike Leach than that formation. But, two, I'm kind of convinced that it would go for a big play on the very first play of the game, sure. which would be even better. So, Ninja formation is is my, is my 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 vote.
0: Which is, you know, a funny – that's like – I'm just thinking there's so many people that are probably learning of the the Mike Leach, OU Texas story of dropping the fake play script out there and Texas changing their defense according to that script and Oklahoma lighting them up for the first quarter. How many coaches across the country are going to be dropping fake play scripts all over the place uh, in hopes that the other team's going to pick them up and – and change something on the fly right there before game day.
1: I um, I think there's a great chance that Kirby Smart does it in the national championship game this year. Yep. It, probably everyone, to answer your question. Uh, Kendall says, agree with the team running out with the pirate flag. Uh, to honor Leach, everyone gets a free fake play call sheet at the spring game. That'd be a fun <laughs> giveaway. Uh, Peyton says, Good. run four verts every play of the game. I there like that. Uh, swing your sword patch. Uh, a pirate fighting Geronimo over a piece of candy corn. A Mississippi <laughs> State logo. You guys are all over the place. These are some good ideas here. Mostly everyone just says um, find a way to incorporate either a pirate, uh, a pirate flag or John Arnold says a band candy corn t-shirt in honor of Coach Leach. Maybe that's what uh, Brent Vittable needs to wear during the uh, Cheese it Bowl, a banned candy corn t-shirt.
0: Yeah, that's good. What instantly makes you think Pirate more? When you see Johnny Depp or whenever you see Mike Leach on the sideline?
1: Whenever I see Mike Leach in the picture I saw the day with him with an eye patch. That's about as Pirate as it gets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. All right, we got anything else on the text line? Uh,
1: about 100 more. Uh, give out eye patches for Leach Remembrance Day, and yeah. you can purchase a fake playbook. Uh, best tribute, drop a fake play diagram by the Florida State bench. So, yeah, we, uh, we've we got a few different ones here. Can we get a Bigfoot sticker on the helmet or players to wear eye patches to press conferences? Yeah, That's the thing about Leach. There's a lot of different things you can do to uh you know to, to show that um, you know you appreciate him but I, I mean, I, wouldn't
0: I, it wouldn't shock me if if honestly during the bowl uh, bowl season that you had a bunch of teams, whether it's a sticker, like, I don't know what it may be. I I, I bet you see a bunch of stuff like that out there, for sure.
1: Yeah. So you don't think I'm crazy, though, right? Well, at least about this. You think OU's going to figure out a way to honor him for the bowl I, game? I or do. I would way. think
0: so. Absolutely.
1: I hope they do. And I, yeah. I would expect that they do, too. Uh, by the way, special uh, birthday shout-out today from one of our most loyal listeners. I am told that it is Dixie from Tulsa's birthday today. Birthday shout-out. Dixie in Tulsa thank you for listening to us every day and a very happy birthday to you and much like Mike Stoops Teddy also had no idea it was your birthday today until I mentioned it
0: you know I got really worried whenever you were giving a happy birthday shout out uh, I thought you were gonna say mm-hmm. that with the last name Normus and I i you know, I was going to say, they got you, Tyler. You think I was going to read too quick one?
1: on the text line? It's almost <laughs> happened before.
0: <laughs> that would have been funny. H- Happy though. birthday, Dixie. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had to pause and I said, okay, from Tulsa. Now, that's, that's, that's a good one. Way to celebrate, uh, the, way to celebrate their uh, birthday by making that joke. Nice job.
0: Uh, that's great. Oh, is that actually what they sent in?
1: Yes, that's actually oh. Dixie from <laughs> Tulsa's birthday. That's, it's a real thing.
0: Okay. All right, good deal, good deal. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Keep hitting the text line. We'll get to, get to all of it. Obviously, uh, Mike Leach stuff, we've got um, you know some big recruiting news as well that we're following, so keep hitting us on the text line, 651-3439. Hanging out today at the Falls of Brookhaven, 405-701-8233.
1: Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and a whole lot more. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma. and can help take the ease off of your staff, but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give Cavens a call today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, Cavens is here to serve you as well. 918-282-7612. One quick text on the text line before we move on. If you want to see Sooner Nation break down in tears, have Coach Stoops lead the team out of the tunnel with the pirate flag. Yeah, that would be pretty cool uh, if he did that in Orlando. Or Brett Venables leading the team out with the pirate flag. Would be pretty cool as well. So we spent uh, a good portion of the show yesterday talking about the situation that Chris Beard has found himself in and whether he's going to keep his job or not. He's suspended, I think, without pay currently. Mm -hmm. Um and, and I didn't even pay attention to their basketball game at all until it was late in the fourth quarter. Texas was supposed to have a layup last night at home against Rice. Texas was a 24-and-a-half point favorite. They um, they were down at halftime and had to win in overtime last night against Rice.
0: Yeah, well. I
1: can't really fault him for that with that situation, but man.
0: Yeah, that's obviously a massive distraction. Um, you know, I don't think. I don't think Beard had any contact with anyone with the team at all. At least that's what uh, interim coach Rodney Terry said post game is that he hadn't talked to him. And, you know, his goal was just to get everyone, um, you know, try to get those guys prepared for the game and focused on on the game and try and go out and and put a full game together and get the win. Um, Yeah, under the circumstances, not easy um you know which is that's just kind of how it goes and you know whenever something like this happens it adds a bunch of you know new scrutiny and i guess it's not even new but you know they've got a freshman guard um who's you know had a had a family violence charge stemming from a june arrest um after an incident with a former girlfriend and he faces a court hearing uh, tomorrow in Denton County near Dallas. So, uh, and he's been playing so far throughout this season. And I don't know any of the details of what went on there. Not even going to act like I do, but it's, you know, obviously there's fresh scrutiny over that whole situation, whatever went on there. And the fact that he's been playing and obviously every everyone's going to dig into every little thing now and i'm not saying that they should not that's just kind of the nature of it and whenever that happens it becomes a massive distraction for a for a team and yeah that's i don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like here in the near future um, they've got a little bit of time Man- to stabilize manageable before manageable Big 12.
1: for the most part i was just looking at it when you said that um, they got stanford who's 3 and 6 not a great stanford team louisiana who's 9 and 1 uh, Texas A and M Commerce, and then they play OU in Norman. So they they got a yeah. few games to kind of get it figured out before they have to come to Norman and play OU on New Year's Eve.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a wild situation there, and I don't know. I, it's it's hard to know exactly what to what to think is going to happen. Now, you know, if you listen to. Um, if you listen to the attorney for uh, Chris Beard, the attorney says that uh, he never should have been arrested. Um, the complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. He says it's truly inconceivable that he's been arrested. So, um, I I don't know I don't know what that means. Like if someone commits a crime and the authorities have evidence and believe that a crime did occur, I as far as I know, they don't necessarily have to drop the charges because the person that you committed the crime against doesn't want you charged. I I don't believe that's how go now I think go that way, but I don't think it always goes that way. Well, the police report, the
1: details did not look very promising for him. Um,
0: yeah, well, it sounded like they had some type of argument. Yes. She broke his glasses. Fiance and, is
1: the she that you're talking about, by the way. Right.
0: Fiance, I guess they've been engaged for six years or something or been together for six years. But somehow they were in some type of argument. She broke his glasses, and then he snapped, became super violent, uh, choked her, bit her. She had bruises all over her leg, was throwing her around, going nuts, uh, according to her. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, here's the thing is maybe the charges all get dismissed and get dropped because the complainant doesn't want to push forward. But is – the, the grounds for removal for Texas is clearly there to fire him with cause and to be off the hook for that contract I'm sure, clear. I'm sure now, every coach in the country want that.
1: has a clause in their – they can fire you with cause if you have a felony arrest.
0: Yes. Every coach. Right. Now, here's the interesting thing is, like, if that happens and the charges are dropped, like, the ball will be in Texas's – court at that point like what did they do moving forward are they gonna they gonna get behind him support him uh he obviously would come out have you know a big apology maybe they'd suspend him for half the season or or whatever that may be like maybe the whole season I don't know like whatever they see fit like do you see them like let's just assume the charges get dropped do you think that they would back him and keep him on.
1: Um, if the charges him, uh, get dropped, um, I think that they would suspend him for the rest of the season, but not fire him. That's my guess.
0: Suspended without pay for the season.
1: Yeah, and he'd be back next season. Yeah,
0: yeah maybe. Maybe right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at the falls at Brookhaven, 405-701-8233.